We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. It is your Monday edition. It is January 23rd. Hope this podcast finds you well. I am not going to really dig into anything hugely Browns-related for this content. It's really going to be a very much Monday quick hitter after we all really consumed... uh, You know, this is... I think the wild card round is always more fun, but the division round is always more telling. I think we have traditionally the wild card can give you some crazy results, but you start to figure out who the really, really good teams are in the division round. And what I find myself doing more often than not, I'm not sure what you guys do when you watch these, but when I watch them, I find myself looking at how is this different than the Browns? What could the Browns do to get here? Although the Browns were there just two years ago, I actually caught myself saying that to my wife where I was like, you know, this would be really cool to be involved in this, thinking that that that, uh, that the Browns weren't just there two years ago. It feels like a distant memory now, having gone two years without it. But again, what what I want to like look at and how I focus on this thing is, you know, a how far off are the Browns from these teams, and b how do they get there? Are the pieces in place to do it? You know, to improve, so on and so forth. So like, that's the microscope I always have. So when I watch Jacksonville, KC. What did I like, right? I liked the way I like looking at the ways offense has come up with answers, right? The the Jaguars running a really great mix of quick screens and bubble screens and extensions of the running game uh, while also mixing in ways to come up with answers for Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, what they do um, defensively and how they like to pressure. Now, eventually that offensive line for Jacksonville just couldn't hold up. But I think, you know, what they were doing and trying to put themselves in an almost safe, protect Trevor Lawrence, give him an opportunity to make enough plays sort of uh, path there was it was impressive. And I like the way they use the physical wide receivers, put themselves in some great spots. Obviously, when Patrick Mahomes, who the Chiefs just do so many things, they do so many unique things, and they are one of the few who can rely on that ability of Mahomes to hit some structure stuff, but make those those what the f- fuck Patrick Mahomes plays that also extend things. They're a, u- they're a unicorn in how they go about things. And, 
you know, they'll implement some some downhill duo stuff, some some wide zone stuff where after Mahomes hurts the ankle, he's barely getting the football out to their wide zone stuff. But they'll also get in the gun and do orbit motion, flat motion, you know, jet jet sweep stuff and answers off of that jet sweep stuff. They're one of the few offenses who can pull everything together and they go as creative as they can. But really, you know, what what makes watching them against Cincinnati next week interesting is is how the Bengals are going to answer what they do, and especially with a limited Mahomes now. How many of those, you know, WTF Patrick Mahomes plays can he make when the Bengals, who listen, the Bengals scheme up as well as anyone. Ben Solak put out a great tweet today that said it was looking at recently what Lou Anarumo's uh, ability has been against top tier quarterbacks in the last three years. Basically, anybody named Mahomes, Allen Herbert, or Lamar Jackson, 21 Aaron Rodgers. They've held him, those quarterbacks, collectively to a negative .03 EPA per dropback, which is basically equivalent to Mac Jones' play this year. If you take out Lamar because you want to say he's vastly different than those others, it's Andy Dalton. It's .04. They're doing so many different things to mess with the quarterback. What they did to Josh Allen, and we'll talk about that in just a minute, like how KC is able to answer that is going to be fascinating to me with this version of Patrick Mahomes. And I mean, the, the way that ankle should be, he should be very limited. So that that's fascinating to me, but I really wanted to give the Jaguars who I thought did a lot of really good things, ultimately just couldn't get it done. I think they have to improve their front, but between Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram and where Trevor Lawrence made so many strides and Travis Etienne had a pretty solid game too. Like you can see where Jacksonville is going to continue to get better and be a really dangerous threat here. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But I see elements of that Jacksonville offense that I would love the Browns to implement. A successful extension of their run game from the gun, quick screens, cheap yards in that that regard, where you can then horizontally stretch to vertically expose some defenses. I really would love to see some of those wrinkles. You go to the Philly game, which was the dominant performance of the weekend, uh, a 38-7 win where they... You know, go for go. They go for four sixteen to the Giants two twenty seven. Just no room at. You got to say a couple things. The kudos go to Brian Dable for being able to put together a run like this, get to the divisional round with the talent that they have. This was just a talent, a collective and total talent mismatch, man. Where the, the the thing I love and the thing I'm envious of what Philly is able to do, and I hope the Browns, who have an equally talented offensive line to Philadelphia, I will not be told otherwise. They are very talented. We'll see what they do at center, but it's 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 a close tier. Uh, there between the Browns and Philly in terms of sheer talent on the offensive line. Um, and w- the way they're able to put Jalen Hurts in the gun and run variations of split zone and tight zone, inside zone stuff, that 
because that is where I want the Browns to live is something that I'm so envious of. The ability to lean into that, use various motions to get the numbers advantages you want to the over or under front, the way you can lead off of it and have the quarterback pull it the way. I mean, Deshaun's not the same athlete at this stage that Jalen Hurts is. That's that's not a secret here, but the advantages that you can gain. I mean, Hurts only runs nine times, 34 yards, but he scores a touchdown. His impact in balancing numbers, though, is so important for what they're doing in the run game, and he's good enough to throw it downfield. So I would love for the Browns to take some of those concepts. I would love the Browns to live. They've been a wide zone gap power team, but I would love them to live in that inside zone world and branch off of it. All the creative things you can do to branch off of that into the future. Dallas, San Francisco, that was just a, those are, if you want to understand, like, hey, what does our defense need to look like to be at an elite level? Man, San Francisco's defense against that Philly Philly offense coming up next weekend is going to be fascinating because those guys are vicious at all three levels. And it starts with their front that gets after you like crazy, but they got Fred Warner who plays, plays his butt off. They also have Drake Greenlaw, who's a great secondary linebacker at the will, to, to go along with what, what Warner's doing and running. I mean, that play where Fred Warner is mugged up near the line of scrimmage and runs underneath the vertical from number three from CD, it's unbelievable. And that's the stuff that I really don't think is that far off for JOK to be able to do. Those athletic feats from the linebacker position are what they should be encouraging number 28 to do. Like that defense, I'm, I'm not saying Jim Schwartz is going to come in and make the Browns a version of that, but the pieces of that, you look at the San Francisco secondary and you look at what the Browns have talent-wise and you you shouldn't see any differences. I mean, that's not, they're not different. They're not. So they need to be aspiring to be that. D'Amico Ryans has got to be a head coach somewhere. That guy's phenomenal. Um, but but just a special, that was a special game of, you know, making life uncomfortable for Dak and taking away options that they had and really, really just tightening the grip. That 282 from Dallas was every bit of those yards were earned and you could feel the pressure of, well, CD Lamb's not open and he's not working in these scenarios. Who do we go to? And they don't, and have an answer. And San Francisco makes you find those uncomfortable. That's what you want the Browns. And not to take away from Dallas, who made life really difficult on San Francisco. I mean, Brock Purdy has like an interception avoidance game card token that he's holding on to. It's amazing how fortunate he gets with the turnover-worthy throws, and those could have certainly been magnified in this game. But the way you could see San Francisco take advantage of vertical seams against Leighton Vander Esch and Anthony Barr, their linebackers in Dallas, and you could just see... You know, listen, Brandon Ayuk being six foot two hundred and having the stop start, the the agility, the 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 it's insane. That guy should get paid handsomely. He's a fantastic wide receiver. And that's the thing about San Francisco is you talk about the rest of the team. How many elite players do they have? Uh, they have so many. They have so many. And I I think I urge you if you want deep dives on all these games, go listen to Nate Tyson. Robert Mays at the Athletic, who do a great job, but San Francisco between McCaffrey, Ayuk, Kittle, you know, uh, being able they they even ran uh, Elijah Mitchell fourteen times for fifty one. They ran him really not that he's an elite town. Obviously, uh, Debo is the the other one that you add to that. They're just they can they're so dangerous. They're so dangerous, and you know I thought today, you know, although Purdy obviously had his game his throws that he should want back, it was just managed in a way to do enough because they knew that they could stymie the Cowboys' offense. Now, how that translates into next week, when Philly's going to find ways to score, and you have to find ways to score too, I, I don't think there's an issue here. I mean, like, uh, 
I think the 49ers will be fine. They went to some really great gun counter stuff in the second half to create rushing yards, and it was really impressive. I mean, I think in their put-away stats, if you go look at their scoring, um, it was it was an impressive showing of fourth-quarter rushing yards where they ended up running for 49 yards in the fourth quarter. Mitchell ran 11 times, 41 yards to put it away. Like They are able to just do enough, and they create enough mismatches because of that talent and uh, it plays off of their defense, man. It really does. So that 49ers-Philly game is just, it's two elite teams. But I think they in the AFC, you got the two best teams. And, I mean, I can't, I, I you guys know me, and I, I, I can't hide that I believe that Joe Burrow is one of the best guys doing it. I'm very envious of everything going on in Cincinnati and how they're managing this and the run they went last year to this year, how they totally changed who they are week four into the, the second half of this year uh it's been night and day and again it's been well documented by smart people but you can really see it the way the Bengals offense and Burrow is so and I said this tweet that he's he's very Tom Brady-esque and I I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady I even through young Brady he is always so you very rarely confuse him he knows where to go with the football so often he does not force it into unnecessary windows that would hurt his team he has just this it's an it almost, and it really is the way he is able to be calm amongst chaos. It was on that LSU tape when he was in Alabama game, in the in many of those stressful games LSU. You thought it would translate, and this is it's turning into the best version of him now, where he just has a feel. You're not going to confuse his his processing very often. He knows where to go with the football. He knows how to get it out to certain people on time. Like the Bengals' offense is so. The, the the Higgins, Boyd, and and Jamar Chase trio give enough headaches that that they allow teams will allow you to throw to certain portions of the field. They can't man you up and run with you all game. They allow you to throw to certain portions of the field. And Burrow is so good at just taking advantage of what you give him so often. And it's if you blitz him, if you drop out and play, you know, hard cover three and you leave the curl flat windows open, he takes it. If you walk up and mug front and sim pressure him, he'll take the throw to Jamar Chase on a on a on a quick seven yard curl uh to 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 pick up a first down. Like he's just the the, the contrast of how Josh Allen plays to what Burrow does it is something I just would love for the Browns to get better at because th- there are teams that just don't take advantage of underneath opportunity. What the defense allows you to have, the weakness within a defense, and what our scheme gives us an opportunity to take, Burrow makes that correct decision so often. And it's unique because so many of the great quarterbacks right now, they're all about can they create and in chaos? Can they create something out of nothing? And Burrow can run. He can he can get out and create and running. He had thirty two rushing yards. He created three or two or three first downs running the football. He's just good enough at doing that to keep you honest or cripple you in key moments. But like that about Burrow, the way he is is succeeding in a Brady esque fashion from a play style type is it makes me so uncomfortable as a Browns. The Bengals are are. Every bit, I mean, two years in a row of doing this, getting to the AFC Championship, winning the division, they're real. There is no, I, I've, for two years, if you've listened to this pod, I've gone on and on about, you know, the, the Bengals are, I don't believe in them, and I, I can't. You cannot, you can't do that with them. They're, 
what their future looks like with Higgins' contract, some other moving parts, we'll see. But the way Burrow is able to dissect, pick apart, I mean, like to have only eight pressures and 37 dropbacks with three offensive linemen out in that game for them, they're just a very scary future forecast for us here because it is um, he's really good. And he wins in a way that is frustrating for defenses because he picks apart everything you're doing delivers it so often to the right spot at the right time, and it's different from these scramble creator generator types, and that's what makes Burrow a rare breed of quarterback, and he continues to step up to the plate in the big moments. And, you know, I didn't think Josh Allen played terribly, but he was certainly confused by what the Bengals' defense was doing and how Lou Amaruno is not getting opportunities to coach, be a head coach somewhere is it's baffling to me because the game plans they put together, the different wrinkles they do, they had Josh Allen so off balance and they kept him so boxed into the pocket so often, he was not able to be that creator that he normally is. So, um, listen, we'll, I, I don't spend a ton of time on them, but I wanted to talk about them. And I mean, the Browns have to find ways to create cheap yards. The Bengals are doing it through varied motion types and run. I mean, they put 105 rushing yards from Joe Mixon alone, 170 on the game, controlling the line of scrimmage. Again, heavy inside zone, heavy uh, heavy counter power, but it's gun run, and I think that's a big part of why they're successful is the varied gun run stuff they're doing. And the Browns have got to get to that. They've got to get to that point and do similar things, um, in my opinion, to, to find success. And We'll try to dig into that more in the offseason, but the way the Bengals were able to, and again, smarter people that cover the league, league-wide, go out there and listen to their shows, but they used Jamar Chase in creative ways to get numbers mismatches and put players in the secondary into run fits that didn't want to be in run fits or shouldn't have been, and just the way that they have these weapons, and Hayden Hurst has been so good for them, they play C.J. Ozoma so well that you, you just don't want to man them up all the time. And when you do, you're nervous. They're, they're big plays everywhere. They're, you're worried about it. So it creates all these underneath opportunities. And Burrow's so good the way Brady was so annoyingly good at hitting those underneath opportunities and being, and being surgical downfield when he found those opportunities to then push the ball downfield too. So um, that's that's it. That's my thoughts on the wild, or sorry, divisional weekend. Um, we will have a lot of... Brown-centered commentary, some league-wide stuff, but a lot of Brown-centered commentary. We have every position to still review uh, outside of quarterback, running back. I promise we'll get into those this week if you're very interested in those. Um, looking at, obviously, you know the wide receiver, O-line, tight ends, and then switch over to the defense and talk about that. Still, if you're interested in Jim Schwartz stuff, I did a lot of Jim Schwartz banter, including a great interview with Fran Duffy about what Schwartz will bring based on his time in Philadelphia around the coach. So check that out as well. So um, that's all. Quick, quick hitter here on Monday. Hope you guys have a great Monday and you had a great weekend. Check back for more very specific Browns content coming this week. And uh, but I wanted to hit on what what you all hopefully enjoyed as a great weekend of divisional uh, playoff stuff and, and two really fascinating um, conference championship games coming too. So, all right, guys, have a great a great Monday. We'll check in with you later. Go Browns. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. 
Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.